0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Lovecraft Tapes, an actual play, Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20 London. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha. It's so dark. It's going to be so dark. George Gallagher as Charles. Shut up. And Matt Zielish as Dan.
1: My horror movie senses are tingling
0: Horror movies It's all all you trill your H's Alright, how are we doing tonight? What are we drinking? I'm drinking Stone Ripper that, Was that from Whitechapel? There's not a chapel, I don't think on the Is it from Lucio Fulci <laughs> Brewing <laughs> Company?
2: Yes, yes, it's a scream in every can
0: Comes with razor blades? Mm-hmm. And nipples? just the razor blades you have to provide the nipples oh oh
1: then <laughs> oh, that's a deal breaker for me
0: how about you matt what are you drinking buddy uh,
1: i'm going to play the part of george today and say i found a new soda that i'm drinking called town club honolulu blue cream soda
0: that's very good it is i'm also drinking
3: blue cream soda from frosty
0: well i'm drinking water tonight i've already had one house of the duvel uh belgian beer that i brewed back in august and uh one is enough
1: <laughs> but one is also the loneliest number
0: well before we continue our adventures here we do need to take a quick commercial break and now a word from our sponsor
1: do you have something that needs removing does it need to be removed quickly do you possess little to no regard for your personal safety and safety of other people around you Dynex dynamite has just the solution. We've made our dynamite even more explosive by cramming each stick with twice the boom-boom juice while shortening the fuse to give you more bang in less time. And we've even removed those annoying caution notifications from each stick. <laughs> who wants to read before getting to yell fire in the hole? And you know, that's, that's the way our founder operated, and that's the way we're going to operate until we're shut down by some faceless government agency. And now, a word from the man who started it all. <laughs>
0: Good evening folks. My name's Gilbert Walker and this here's my
1: Dynamite Operation. I've been making blown up sticks for at least twenty years now, and that's uh so I only has uh one, four, three, nine, uh seven, seven six, six fingers left. It's okay. I learned how to work around it, you know. The secret is finding yourself a nice an nice stick that helps you reach back around when you're trying to wipe your uh our next dynamite allow us to ignite the explosive potential in you
4: and we're back and that was our commercial
3: for gerbils best pet you'll ever have i'm speechless that's a first
0: why don't we have the players uh, recap us what happened last time we'll start with charles dr loveland sent me
3: to this quaint new hampshire spa for a recuperation instead all hell's broken loose dead bodies explosions what's next Betsy's dead, and Mr. Perfoy didn't take it too well. He's abandoned his post, but had the presence of mind to leave me the master key. Unfortunately, no one seems to appreciate us unlocking their doors. After some bruising encounters, we decided to hole up in the maintenance room in the basement. What could go wrong with that plan? Then we hear the gunshot from somewhere above us.
1: The hotel manager sends me out to retrieve Carol Burt after one of his master keys is discovered missing. I oblige, but the other two guys decided to split up. I tagged along with Dennis to check out Pharmax, where a dark figure darted inside. We searched the building without any sign of an intruder until we get to the conference room. It's a trap! Uh, it's a trap. Bundles of dynamite explode all around me as I leap out a nearby window, but Dennis is uh, killed in the blast. I hightailed it back to the hotel, catching up with Samantha and her dad. Now we're waiting for help to arrive. gives me time to peruse this hotel ledger. I mean, surely this old maintenance room can protect us.
2: I can't believe Betsy's dead. At least, I assume she's dead. Now that I think of it, we didn't even inspect her body close enough to tell. Purfoy flipped his lid, rushing out into the storm. So I think I'll make some sandwiches. Yeah, definitely a spot of lunch. We'll put everything right. It can't get worse, right? (laughs) Oh, mustn't let Dad or Dan hear me laughing. Dad. Dan. (laughs) Oh, there I go again. Time for another sandwich. Wait. Is that blood dripping down the wall?
0: It's getting dim. The generator's giving out. And now we continue. Episode 23. Darkness descends upon the room like a sodden black blanket. Your breathing sounds too loud. Even down here, you can still hear the rain, lightning, and thunder pound the landscape above. Your favorite three things. The odor of hot copper seems to fill the room, and you imagine that trickle of dark blood making its way down the wall. And across the floor toward you. I am thirsty.
1: I'm going to whip out the flashlight that I have been carrying. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. No nothing nothing <laughs> out. Honey, my dad's right there. Oh, flashlight. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Flashlight. I'm Got going it.
1: to turn it on and leave it around the room. Everyone okay? We are we all good here.
0: Helicoptering.
1: This isn't a rave, put that away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You flick on the light, the bulb flashes a couple times, and then dims, and then grows steady. We're fine. We're fine. Just calm down. Do you want a sandwich?
1: After what's going down, I, I really think I lost my appetite. Have, have a sandwich. No, I'm, I'm good, honey. Really. Dad, do you want a sandwich? Hell uh, yeah, I want a sandwich. Sorry.
2: All I could find to put in it was a wrench.
1: And arsenic.
2: And some of my old lace.
1: I think our situation just went from bad to worse.
2: I don't know if staying in here is the right choice at this time.
1: I don't know. I mean, think about it. The lights just went out. We heard gunshots. Is it really smart to be wandering around a dark place that we're not really that familiar with?
2: So we're just going to sit here and and wait for them to get us? For him to get us? For her to get us? See, Dan, the problem is your personality.
1: Thanks, Charles.
2: Dad, now's not the time. We've got to pull together and work as a team. I don't hear you coming up with any ideas. Yeah, because I don't have stupid ideas.
1: We're going full home alone here. You put matchbox cars in front of the door. I'll hang some paint cans on a string, and we need What's to find a, a hot banks? iron uh, to sit on the uh, the doorknob.
0: I ran out of matchboxes. Why don't each of you give me a listen roll?
1: I needed a 61, and I rolled a 70, so I don't hear anything.
2: I needed a 50, and I rolled a 96. I needed a 50, and I rolled a 3.
0: Or a 65. Yeah. Nope, that doesn't sound right. Wrong. Those are alternative facts. You thought you heard something from far away, but uh, just... I guess more thunder and lightning.
2: I
3: somehow don't believe that. Entirely going on speculation here. We
2: at least have to barricade the door. I mean, if we're going to stay here, we've got to we've got to try to be safe.
0: And and you have done that. You've pretty much piled all of the... Let's take it all away and put it back against the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was a, a large uh, table I think you pushed in front of it. Some shelving. Sorry, I'm very hungry. I'm going to have a sandwich. <laughs>
1: Pseudo make me a sandwich.
0: Samantha nibbles on her sandwich. 30 minutes crawls by, and you don't really hear anything or see anything other than. Thunderstorm. Yeah, thunderstorm from a far away. Pounding rain. And Dan sees that the blood trickling down the wall is congealed slightly. Quick, get a casein. We're going to make some sausage. <laughs> and I
2: quit. It's okay. I'll use your skin, honey.
3: And I ultra quit. <laughs>
2: Alt, control quit.
1: I thought sitting in this room was a good idea, but I think it's kind of getting to me.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't want to be in here anymore. I want to go. I don't care where we go. I just want to get out of here. Dad, we need to leave. Help me move this stuff away from the door. Okay. I grab a corner of the table. God, are you pulling or pushing?
1: (laughs) I'm moving this away from the door, whatever direction that may be.
2: Communication. This is why we're not married yet.
0: So as you uh, take down some of the stuff that's been piled up on top of the table and uh, get ready to move the table, just as you're getting ready to move the table, your flashlight, which you had set uh, aside and sort of give yourself some light, flickers and then goes out.
2: Fuck. Not now.
0: Sam and Dan, you hear something on the other side of the door, and I'm going to whisper to each of you what that is.
1: (laughs) Oh, using the new toys, We'll we'll go with
0: Brian first. Samantha, can you hear me? Yes. On the other side of the door, you hear... I hate rain.
1: You can't see this because you're probably listening to this podcast, but we can see them talking, but me and George could not hear a single thing they were saying. Can
2: you be quiet, please?
0: So I got you now, Matt. Here's what you hear. Ready?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I hate rain. So Samantha and Dan, you both heard the exact same thing and look at each other.
1: Did you hear, or was that just, just me just now? No,
2: I heard it too. Put the shit back on the table. Dad, Dad, get over here. What? Somebody's on the other side of the door. Dan and I just heard them whisper. They hate the rain.
1: Oh, I heard someone whispering sweet nothings. I don't know anything about rain.
3: <laughs> I don't know how to emphasize how little some random door person's opinion on the rain is. Okay, why don't
2: you go out and check on it then?
3: Because I literally don't care who has a negative opinion of rain. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of their position relation to our We door. think
1: there's someone outside this door we're going to have to plan for this, so here's what we can do. Hey, guys,
3: we're in a hotel full of people.
1: We are going to move this table out, and one of us is going to grab the door. The other two people can stand in front of it with hey their... Hey,
3: guys, I think there's an animal at the zoo. Better go alert the authorities. Weapons
1: in front of it, kind of, like, ready to go. I will yank the door open, and then you guys can kind of lunge and swing out. And that way, if there's anything immediately in front of the door, one of you will have to hit it.
3: And why are we randomly assaulting people just because they're outside of our door in a hotel full of people? Because we're salty. Because do you remember what happened last time that we were people outside of a door? Yeah, in a hotel but this full is our room now. This
1: is
2: our room, so we get to
1: hit them this time.
3: Oh my God, it's the Trump mentality.
1: Oh no. It's your turn, George. You're gonna build a wall to keep all of them oh and <laughs> they're gonna pay I just for it.
2: i just don't want to be in this room anymore so i'm i'm good for whatever to get out of here and go somewhere else i want to get away from the contented cow if there's a killer on the loose this is where they're gonna come because everybody's here
1: well where else is there to go honestly? i don't know I, I don't have a map the pharmax building has been blown to bits betsy's house has been ripped apart what place hasn't been ripped apart cranberry farm i don't know i don't either maybe there's uh what was what was that other place we looked at remember we were walking that first day yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out hw industries i think it was that's
2: what i was thinking we could just cut straight over to the hw industries and see if we can get in there it seems secure bars on the windows if we can get in we can have a more secure location
1: yeah but if we can get in what's to stop whoever is doing that from getting in they're
2: already here dan We've got to do something. If you think that we're going to have a better chance over at HW... I think we have to try. Or the Cranberry Farm, but that's pretty far away. I think
3: the problem is Dan's personality.
1: Okay, uh, that's what you feel like we should do. Get ready, though. I mean, I, I seriously think someone should be ready to swing when we open this thing, just in case. Well, I don't
2: think we should hit a person unless we know it's a bad person.
1: I mean, it doesn't hurt to just kind of be ready, I guess. Unless, you know, you want you guys want to, like, hide in the opposite corner and I can, like, yank the door out and then, you know, like, hold it in front of me.
2: See if anybody comes in. Mm-hmm. I'm for that. Let's do that.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's move this table and I will hold the door shut until we're ready to go.
2: I'm going to go to the opposite corner of where the blood drip is at. Okay. And kind of hide in the dark, dark corner of the... Of the room.
0: Okay. Which is pretty dark, isn't it? Because there's no light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got flashlight. Yeah. And uh, I guess it just depends on who's holding the flashlight and where they're pointing it. Or if you're just setting the flashlight on the ground or something.
2: Just tell me what you're doing. Um, I'll hold the flashlight. Danny, give me the flashlight.
1: Okay. I'm going to hand her the flashlight.
2: I'm going to keep it pointed at my body so it's dark. hmm So when the door opens, there's the only light will be from the door.
1: I'm going to, like, lean out across the door so that when I turn and open the the handle i can like pull it over and use it almost like a shield mm-hmm. so that if anyway and if anyone is outside they're gonna not see me behind the door hopefully
0: and charles where are you
3: i'm gonna stand in the corner screaming like a little girl <laughs>
2: <laughs> i, I want to hear that scream please hey, what does it sound like
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like mickey mouse that's terrifying <laughs> what's mickey mouse doing here sponsor us disney we're desperate let's do this Get to the door, Danny. You ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. And I'm going to turn the knob and yank the door open.
0: <laughs> the door opens quite easily. All of you get a nice waft of smoke. Oh, no. The door is now open and Dan's standing behind it.
2: Danny, is there a fire?
0: And Sam and uh, Charles, from your vantage point, you can sort of see out into the hallway. And you can see there is a... Like, just maybe a little bit of misty smoke out in the hallway. We
3: need to talk to Misty about her smoke. Do
2: we smell smoke or do we just see it? You smell it? Okay, can't okay, see it. okay. Guys, we gotta get out of here. I think the place is on fire. What gave that away, Sherlock? If there's a smoke, can't you see the smoke, you
1: dumbass? <laughs> there's a smoke, just one single.
3: <laughs> there's one cigarette out in
2: the
0: hallway. <laughs> you just see this one little cloud float in.
2: All right, I've got the flashlight. I'm going to pull it up real quick and shine it at the door make sure nobody's standing out there.
0: The hallway outside appears
2: to be empty. All right, come on, guys. Let's stick real close together.
1: Remember, if we get up there and it's thick smoke, remember to stay close to the ground.
2: Okay, let's go. I'm going to head out and lead the way with the flashlight.
1: I'm going to grab my axe and follow.
0: So you open the door, and the first thing that you notice, Samantha, I think you'd be the first one to notice this, there appears to be something written on the door to the maintenance room.
2: It says, do not enter toxic gas. <laughs> it appears to be
0: written in blood. Oh,
2: Jesus. I'm going to take a look at it and, and see if I can quickly spot what it is.
0: You can with, very easily with your flashlight. You can see that it has two words written large, clearly by finger dipped in blood, and it says Tick Tock. Oh my god.
1: A murderer is a watch repairman. It's a clocksmith. That or we're in an episode of Doctor Who.
2: Which one of those is more likely? Guys, we gotta get out of here. Whoever this is, they're toying with
0: us.
1: Well, let's not stand around.
0: So you enter out into the hallway. I'm assuming Samantha first, then Dan, then Charles. And Charles. Yep. So the three of you guys go out, and uh, Samantha obviously saw the writing on the doorway. She edges out into the hallway. Sam, you can tell that the smoke isn't very thick. It might be from something burning upstairs, and it sort of drifted down slightly down the staircase. You can actually see a little bit of movement in that direction. Charles, because you're so sensitive to... Uh, having been uh, run at with mops and brooms and so forth. As you glance down the hallway, you can see that all of the doors to the staff rooms are wide open.
3: All of the doors to the staff rooms are wide open.
0: Dan, you hear a familiar sound coming from the stairwell back up to the first floor. It sounds like crows calling. I
1: hate to bust our escape bubble but does anyone else hear those crows coming from the stairs
0: we've got to go
2: into the closest room to us b105
1: bingo what do i win
2: motion to the guys to come on let's go in here we're going to bust out through the uh escape window that's in this room do
1: we know that there's an escape window in yep, that room he
2: described every window as having
1: an egress window for getting out of seems like a best way to avoid going up those stairs heading towards that damn crow you know last time i heard crows i was almost blown up literally that's
2: what i'm worried about we need to get out of here So I'm gonna pull them into, pull Danny in, and hopefully, Dad sees that we're going into room 105B 105.
1: Where are you guys?
2: Danny. Bust that out with your axe. Get the window smashed open. Let's get out of here.
1: You got it. I'm going to head up to that escape window and I'm going to uh, try and open it first just so we don't have to walk on broken glass if we don't
0: have to. So you enter the room and Samantha ushers Dan towards the window in a hurry and Dan takes the lead and enters into the bedroom and sees a terrible sight. I'm going to need you to roll for sanity.
1: Of course you are. I needed a 56, and I rolled a 47, so that is a success.
0: You managed to uh, steel yourself against the sight of uh, Wilma, the waitress from the restaurant, is sprawled out on her bed, and she has been gutted.
3: Oh, man.
0: And all of her innards have been removed from the cavity, and you can see they've been laid out very precisely next to her body. Her lungs, her heart, her stomach, her liver, intestines piled up between her legs. And on the wall, written in blood, above her bed, it says, time is running out.
1: Guys, did did Jack the Ripper check in recently?
0: No time for jokes. Come on, Dan, let's get through this window. So far, Samantha and Charles have not seen it. You've been the first to see it, because you rushed in.
1: I'm not joking, guys. Wilma is... Dead, and she has been gutted and laid out. What? I don't know if you want to see this. It's
2: That's what happened to Betsy. I don't want to see it. Okay. I avert my eyes, go into the room, looking away from the bed. Dan, window, get it open.
1: Right. I'm going to rush over to the, the escape window and try and open it.
0: Yeah, you reach up, open up the escape window, and you see there's a fallen tree right in front of it.
1: Fallen tree blocking this one, guys. We want to...
2: Next room. Next room. Let's go. Okay, next room. We're not talking about what we want to do. We're getting it done. I want out of here.
0: As you exit the room, you hear a scraping sound from above and a loud thump followed by broken glass. Scraping, loud thump, then broken glass. It's not the Kool-Aid man.
2: That'd be broken wall sound.
1: And then we'd hear a loud, oh yeah. Oh no. Let's not stop and think about what possibly just broke into this place. or uh,
0: Let's just get the hell okay. out of here.
1: Next room. And I'm going to push into the next room.
0: And which room would that be? 106B. Sure. 106, you uh, walk into the room and the doors wide open. And Dan, I'm going to need you to roll for sanity, please. I figured as much.
1: Well, that didn't go well at all. I needed a 56, and I rolled a 77. That is a failure.
0: Yes, it is. So you're going to take one sanity damage. Dan, you walk into 106, and you see a even worse sight. A woman who you've never seen before. Actually, two women, I think, who you've never seen before. And they have been hanged from the ceiling. Their bodies are completely nude. The makeshift ropes have been strung so that they were hung together. On the same rope. Now, see, that's just ingenuity. That's you, We need more of that in this country. Shut up, Donald Trump. Their bruised and blackened faces are staring at you as you walk into the room. Tell me how you react, losing one point of sanity.
1: I'm going to stand there for a second. Go. Big fucking bucket of nope. Spin around and walk <laughs> right back out. <laughs> going, nope, nope, mm-mm, nope, not, gonna mm, nope, what, not what going to happen. What is it? Nope, Danny, mm-mm. Danny, what is it? Two people in there have kind of been... Hung. By the chimney with care? Yes, In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. A very Cthulhu Christmas movie house. (laughs) Didn't we do that one already? That was
3: the best episode.
1: Isn't there a room where there's no people? We need to go to that room. Uh, let me check the ledger. Heath? B110. Does not look like there's anyone in it. Let's go. Okay, so we're gonna head down the hall. We're
2: gonna rush to B110 and see if the door's open.
0: All the doors are open. Don't
2: want to be skinned alive today, thanks. Tomorrow would work better for us. Dad, pick it up. We gotta go. So room 110? Danny, I'll I'll go in first. I'll go in first. You stay with Dad. I'm gonna go in with a flashlight and just flash around really quick and step back out of the room.
0: Just to get that quick glimpse and see what I see. I think if we recall from uh, last episode, you know, you have the doorway. Yep, yep. And then you have a bathroom on the left side, a mm-hmm. closet door on the right side. Okay. And then it opens up into a wider bedroom off to the right. And where in there is the window located? Basically straight ahead. After I take the step back out of the room, uh-huh.
2: I'm
3: going to listen
2: and shine the flashlight on the window.
0: Go ahead and roll a listen. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that you could actually get that much.
2: I needed a 50 and I rolled a hundred.
0: So that is a critical fumble. So you don't hear anything at all forever. <laughs> There's the window quite clearly. Okay.
1: I'd like to make a quick side note that we have achieved our first 100 in the uh, the 22 episode history of this podcast. Let this be known that Brian aka Samantha is the one who royally screwed it up.
2: All right, I'm going to rub that magic charm I have around my neck and go back in time 14 seconds. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> you go in first and make sure everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 14, yeah. All right, I'm like It seems clear, guys. Let's go to the window. Come on.
1: Okay, and I'm going to make sure Charles is still following behind us and
0: head into the room with Sam. Sam cautiously leads the way into the room, and Sam, you clearly see bundles of dynamite everywhere. Father mucker. All around the bed, under the covers, and Sam, you can hear a hissing sound.
2: I quickly turn around and push them out of the room and say, We've got to go, it's going to explode, and just sprint down the hallway towards the stairs. I'm not
3: even waiting for them. I'm gone. Dan and uh, Charles, how do you react? I better go make sure that's actually a hissing dynamite. (laughs) Let me go take a closer look. He licks his fingers and puts it out. (laughs) Locked
1: up. Problem solved. Um, I should probably run away. I'm going to... Oh, oh, not again, and I'm going to sprint after her. <laughs> I was already almost blown up once. I really didn't want to have to relive this again.
0: So you guys run towards the staircase, and... The staircase is covered in dynamite. Fuck. Actually, no, the staircase is covered in crows. Cheryl
1: Crow? Oh, fuck.
0: And as soon as Sam turns the corner, they all flap and start cawing, and they fill the hallway and the staircase.
1: I start swinging my large monkey wrench, maybe, that you can just...
2: Get a wrench,
0: with. yeah, that sounds good.
2: Okay, we'll say a large wrench. I start swinging it and just keep moving towards the stairs.
0: And how are you reacting, Dan?
1: After the recent events at Pharmax, this is going to cause Dan... Dan's going to, like, pause for a second and just freeze in place, eyes wide open. He's going to
2: take a bathroom break. He's going to pause the game.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Charles, how about you? I'm going to run away. Towards the other end of the hallway or up the stairs or... Towards the dynamite or towards the crows? <laughs> Both. And and just running, not defending yourself against the crows He's just going
1: to run in circles in the hallway.
3: I'm just going to spin around with my arms out like a helicopter. Dancing.
0: Like Wonder Woman.
3: (laughs) And eventually, if I keep spinning faster, I will take off.
0: Just as Sam cranks back to take her first swing at one of the crows as she's running, the generator flicks on for a moment, and you hear a voice come over the loudspeaker. It's a woman's voice. And she says,
1: He comes. Gross. Kind of personal, don't you think?
0: And then the lights go out again. I want to need each of you to roll for sanity. Again! Oh, yes. It's only going to get better. I needed a 51. I got a 23.
1: I needed a 55, and I rolled an 83.
0: I needed a 63, and I rolled a 4. Dan and Charles both each take a sanity damage. I believe that's two for you, Matt. Yep, it is. Charles and Dan, tell me what, how you react to your one sanity damage. And all of these crows.
1: Are the crows still there after the lights go out? Are they gone? No, they're there. Dan is going to scream, no, fuck this, and then just head over hand, hurl the axe at the crows.
0: All right, well, in that case, I'm going to need you to make a, an attack. And if you fumble, you're going to hit one of your compatriots. Oh, Dan, I'm
4: going to kill you.
1: Don't worry. I actually have very high scores for brawl. Or what would this be? Would this be throw? Uh, Yeah, probably throw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're 50-50. Shall we?
0: Still time to back out.
1: Ha! Suck it! I needed a 50 and I rolled a 40. I don't hit anything.
0: Well, you do hit a crow. Woohoo! And, and you nail it to the wall, basically. Just slams it to the wall and ah! chops it in half. He flatters his wings, broken blood spewing. Yummy. And Charles, how about you?
3: I'm going to just start swinging wildly in every direction. A little bit towards Dan's direction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, fuck you too, Charles. Go ahead and give me a roll. Give me just uh, like a brawl roll. Oh, this will go well.
1: Oh, shit. (laughs) You rolled. Oh, fuck. Good thing I'm further up. You're going to get your wish and you are going to kill me.
0: So uh, you can either fight back, Dan, or you can uh, maneuver.
1: What's my dodge? My dodge is only 30. So fight back would be. There's no way I could like swat the bat.
0: Yeah, basically you have to brawl with him.
1: Oh, God. Well, I could try and roll dodge, but my dodge is only 30. So the, I get the, the sensation that I uh, that would not go well. You get a sensation? I do, however, have a very high fighting brawl score, so I'm actually going to fight back out of panic.
2: That's true. He just lost a sanity point, so that would make sense. Twice,
1: and I've almost been blown up twice, and these crows keep coming at me. And I needed a 70, and I rolled a 66.
0: Charles takes a swing, narrowly misses Dan, but Dan is panicking, and in his sanity lost. Well, tell me what you do. <laughs>
1: See, the bat kind of whiz past my head. I'm going to swing and just arm outstretched slap across the air where the bat came from.
0: What's your damage on Brawl?
1: Oh, that'd be what? 1d3 plus damage bomb. 1d20
0: plus damage. So
1: that's a 1d3 plus 1d4. So that's six.
0: You take six points of damage, Charles. He smacks like a mother. You know
1: what, Dan? You're a real dick. Hey, you swung and almost hit me with a freaking nailed bat.
0: Uh, Charles, why don't you go ahead and give me a dex roll to keep hold of the bat. I needed a 40. I got a 24. But you fall flat on your ass and you're a little dizzied. Dan, you can't even really see, like, what you connected with. It's just so dark and so chaotic and the crows are flapping around. Put them up. Put them up! You, you hear, like, a heavy sack of potatoes hit the ground uh, about, you know, a couple feet away, but that's about all you see. They're parsnips. Go
1: all teenage girl fight style and just... <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, Samantha, who succeeded in her sanity role, races up the staircase. <laughs> Bye-bye, boys! <laughs> just leaving us there to die. Thanks, Sam. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Thanks, honey! You reach the, uh, first floor, and essentially you are in a, um... Uh, Another hallway that's the first floor uh, rooms, and uh, where the maintenance room entry would be is the way to the uh, lobby. You can see here on the first floor, all of the doors are completely wide open, just as they were downstairs. Uh, The smoke is a bit thicker up here, and it's actually coming from the hallway that leads to the lobby. And there is also a short little hallway to the pool and hot tub area. Okay. And you can see that there is broken glass in that hallway,
2: I take off my shoes and start running frantically. Come
0: out to the coast,
2: have a few laughs. laughs. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna scream, "Come on!" and push through right, right to the lobby to get outside.
0: As you race past some of the doors, I'm not looking. You're not looking at all. <laughs> no. You, you can see out of the corner of your eye that there are things written on each of the doors in blood.
2: I'll read the first door as I go through, but as I go past. I still have the flashlight. They're left in the dark.
1: See ya, bitches. I have my phone. Oh, yeah. That I'm using as a flashlight.
0: Uh, As you race past, you can see one says, uh, don't lose heart. Next one says, drink deep. Another one says, togetherness. And yet another one, as you round the corner to the lobby, says, shoot for the stars.
2: Oh, my God, it's like describing each of the guests' personalities.
0: So that's that's what you see on each of the doors. Okay, okay. As you race by towards the uh, the lobby. And, and your mind can only imagine what is in each of these rooms. Right. So let's go to uh, Daniel and Charles. What would you like to do, gentlemen?
1: Did we hear Sam scream come on at us? or You,
0: you very faintly did, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'm going to point my phone flashlight in front of me and... Start booking it towards her voice.
0: And Charles? I
3: will follow Dan.
0: Okay. Charles, you get up and see the dim form of Dan running up the staircase. And uh, you can see it because of his uh, cell phone. And you two race toward up the stairs away from the crows. I'm going to whisper to Brian and George real quick. And then we'll go back to Dan. So I'll go start with you, Samantha. Mm-hmm. You race out into the lobby. Yes and look around. Suddenly, you're hit from behind, and you fall to the ground. Oh. Charles? Phil? You follow behind Dan. Just as you're turning the corner uh, up the staircase, you're at the very top of the staircase, someone smacks you on the back of the head, and you fall unconscious. So, Dan... You race to the top of the stairs with your cell phone and quickly clear uh, out of the way of the crows. You see the same thing. You see the first floor with each of the doors wide open, with something scrawled in blood on them. Clearly, there's uh, you know glass in the hallway from where the pool and hot tub is, and uh, a little bit of smoke coming from the hallway where the lobby is leading to. And you you hear what sounds like a maybe somebody whispering something uh, down the hallway towards the lobby. It's very faint. It just sounds like...
1: <laughs> oh, bless you. Very faint. Huh, someone sneezed.
0: And you glance back and you see Charles is racing after you.
1: Okay, I'm going to keep booking it towards the, the lobby so we can get the, out of here.
0: As you race past each of the doors, you can see that there's something written on them. It's up to you whether or not you want to actually you know, spend time to perceive them.
1: No, I'm, I'm going to nope the fuck out of there.
0: And as you turn the corner to the lobby, you glance down towards where the spa is, and you can see that the glass door to the spa is just, you know, complete shambles. But you keep booking it towards the lobby, and uh, you emerge into the lobby. You can see that sofa has been set aflame and is now burning. That's the source of the smoke.
1: Nobody told me this was an MSU football game after party.
0: A lot of the alcohol bottles have been spewn and thrown from the restaurant, um, shattered on the ground. You can see alcohol every place. Such a shame. And that's all you see.
1: So I, like, I can't kind can of like not see like the front doors.
0: You can see the front door and you can see the storm pounding outside.
1: I think I'm just gonna keep booking it towards those front doors.
0: Uh, as you're about halfway across the lobby, You realize that you no longer hear Charles behind you, and there is no sign of Sam anyplace. They
1: get lost again. Damn it. I'm going to stop for a hot second, spin on my heels, and scream for them.
0: Go ahead and give me a listen.
1: I needed a 61, and I rolled a 28. That is a hard success.
0: Nice. Well, in that case, you very easily hear something rolling towards you on the ground.
1: Can I spin and use my flashlight to spot the source of the rolling noise?
0: Absolutely. You spin over around just in time to see from behind you a stick of dynamite that is lit.
1: Mother. Third time today. Do I want to do something stupid for the entertainment (laughs) fact?
0: It explodes before you have any chance to react. Damn it. And you are suddenly hurled across the lobby and thrown behind the front desk where you are knocked unconscious. Now, sometime later, Dan, you open your eyes to a dim flickering light. It is flame, fire, the smoldering remains of the desk that you hid behind or were thrown behind. <laughs> Unintentionally hid behind. <laughs> You're covered in debris and... Nearly buried beneath rubble and twisted equipment.
1: First thing I'm going to do is check to make sure all my limbs are intact and still attached.
0: Yeah, you seem to be pretty good. Um, Maybe you've taken two points of damage, so luckily you escaped the blast and being thrown behind the desk.
1: Next thing I'm going to do is try and push any debris that's directly on top of me off so I can stand up.
0: Yep. It seems pretty superficial. Um, remains of the manager's door and uh, anything that was on the front desk and uh, portions of the front uh, desk. Um, but other than that, it's not it's not uh, terribly heavy. You can easily extricate yourself.
1: Uh, I'm going to take a second to kind of shake it off, clear my head, and look around.
0: Uh, there is no sign of anybody else. And you can see the lobby is just a smoking ruin. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden?
1: I needed a 45, I scored a 48. I'm going to spend three points of luck to push that down.
0: There is one of Samantha's shoes lying over towards the hallway where you came out of um, that leads back to the rooms and a trail of blood leading back into the hallway.
1: Oh, good grief. Charlie Brown. I'm going to walk over, pick up her shoe, and yell her name very loudly into the void.
0: There is no answer.
1: I'm going to follow that blood trail back, see if I can't figure out where she had gone. And the whole time I'm kind of like slowly glancing around and calling out her name every now and then just see if I can't get her attention.
0: You follow the blood trail. It leads towards the stairwell. And you can see that it's not a whole lot of blood, but just enough of maybe just some large drops here and there after that initial smear that was uh, located at the entrance of the hallway, but you do see blood drops, and I am going to need you to make a sanity roll.
1: Ah, uh, again. Yep. And I'm going to screw the pooch again. I needed a 54, and I rolled an 88.
0: How do you react to seeing probably your fiancé's blood on the floor?
1: I'm going to pause for a second. God damn, this place. Uh, Spin around, a little confused, and I'm going to say... I hate myself, and I'm going to charge, and I'm going to follow that staircase up, keeping an eye on that blood trail.
0: We'll say we'll add to that that uh, maybe you've uh, developed a little bit of a tremor in your hands, and you it's, you just can't stop it. It's just your hand is just shaking uncontrollably, and as the fear mounts and you follow the blood trail, you do notice that the blood appears to be dark, uh, and you're not sure how long you were out, maybe. So it's either congealed blood or it's what you've read about in maybe one of your mystery magazines that the heart blood is supposed to be darker, isn't it?
1: Oh, fuck.
0: And you very cautiously go up the stairs. Again, you reach the second floor and you see that all of the doors are flung wide open.
1: I'm going to pause for a second, catch his breath, and since he, at this point... He may have lost some of his sanity, but he still knows that Sam is more important to him than he is. He kind of sits there for a minute and remembers all of the all of the fun they've had and how much he means to her. And he makes the, the ultimatum that no matter what, he is going to find Sam and figure out what happened to her. And he's going to, eyes down, following that blood trail, ignoring anything on either side.
0: So the blood trail very clearly leads to a particular familiar suite at the end of the hall room 201
1: and is the is the door to 201 open like
0: all the rest of them it is it is wide open
1: Uh, i'm gonna check the door to see if there's anything written on it because i've noticed that the other doors have stuff written on them as well
0: yes it says let it out
1: i'm going to take a breath and then do i still have my phone with me after the explosion or do i did i lose that
0: give me a look roll
1: What little luck I have left. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Is not enough. I needed a 48. I rolled a 66. That is a failure.
0: So we're going to say that your your phone you've lost it behind the blast. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I'm going to slowly kind of tiptoe creep my way into the room.
0: You tiptoe in and you see what appears to be a shape lying on the bed. The very nice large king size bed, way larger than your bed. Much nicer room.
1: Why could we give him this room? <sighs> Poor life choices, man. But
0: there is a shape that is uh, lying in the bed motionless, covered with a blanket.
1: I'm going to slowly creep up to that shape and kind of before I pull off the blanket, I wanna kinda of like shake and see if it's like a person that's just kind of sleeping or if I can get any kind of detail. Like is the blanket like like a bloody blanket or is it just
0: The blanket does not appear to be bloody in the dim light. Um, you can just make out that it, it's almost like a corpse in a morgue draped with a sheet.
1: I'm going to shake whatever's under that sheet and kind of go, hey, hey, you, and poke and prod it just to make sure that the whatever it is is actually dead before I pull the sheet off.
0: There's no response.
1: He's going to kind of close his eyes, turn away, and yank the sheet off, and then you know, like through through my fingers, kind of slowly slowly peek at what the what is on the bed.
0: It is quite clearly. Samantha's body lying on the bed underneath the sheet and you can see quite clearly that there is a gash on her forehead. You also notice that the mattress is slightly askew and there are some bits of straw poking out from underneath one side of the mattress.
1: Uh, he's going to fall to his knees and just kind of sit there for a second staring at Sam. you know, jaw open can't really can't really comprehend what's going on. And just for, for a long second, you're just going to kind of sit there staring at Sam because he's having a hard time processing.
0: And Dan, as you fall to your knees and stare at Sam, trying to process this information, you see that her chest is rising and falling.
1: It's going to... Dan is going to scream oh my god thank you and then he's going to kind of like pick her up and hold her in his arms and say sam sam are you there and kind of like prod her a little more
0: sam you slowly come to come to what come also
1: oh cool dan oh my god what happened i I I thought i thought you were dead why did you think i was dead where are we that you 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 don't remember last thing i remember is i got to the lobby and then what the hell is happening i'm Th- was hoping you could tell me I lost you guys somewhere in the smoke and in the, the confusion and there was a stick of dynamite and I was blown behind the, the desk. Oh my god, the dynamite. And I woke up and everything was just in ruins. I I saw your shoe and I saw blood and my shoe, I don't I'm sorry, my head is killing me. Yeah, you you got a nasty nasty gash there. I honey. Really,
2: I am so dizzy.
1: Where's where's Dad? Where's my Dad? I don't know. I followed a, a blood trail to this room, and I saw you, Danny. Go find my Dad. Are you sure you want me to leave you? I
0: I can't I,
2: get I can't get out of bed right now. I'm I wouldn't be able to walk.
0: Sam? Yeah. The mattress feels weird. It feels lumpy, and you see some straw poking out from. Between the mattresses.
1: What am I laying on,
2: Danny? Uh, Get me off this bed.
1: Okay, I'm going to to pick her up and hold her. Set me in the chair. Put me in the chair. Walk across the room. Set her down. Here you go. Give me a glass of ice water. You want me to make you a sandwich while I'm at it? Such a good boy, Norman. A little squeeze of lemon. Just a squeeze of lemon. Let me go down to the remains of the lobby and see if there's any non-ash coated cucumber water. Danny,
2: Danny, can you make me a sandwich?
1: Poof! You're a sandwich. Thanks.
2: Danny, go find my dad.
1: I I really would really not want to leave you right now. I mean, after everything, and I thought I lost you, and...
2: I grabbed Dan's hand. I need to know. Go, Go find my dad. Roll for sanity.
1: I'll go look. But in case something happens and I don't make it back, I want you to know that I love you more than anything in this world.
2: I love you, too.
1: I'm going to uh, look around the room. Is there any kind of like blunt object I can give her to to protect herself while I'm gone? Just like
0: my shoe. Uh, not really. I mean, there's maybe a lamp or something, but you know, she's in pretty frail shape right now.
1: Stay put and scream if anything happens. Okay,
0: I will. I promise. Be safe.
1: I'm going to unplug the lamp from the wall, take the shade and the light bulb out, and head out into the hallway, wielding the lamp as a weapon. So,
0: Dan, you head out into the hallway. Sam. Yeah. As you sit in the chair, staring, staring, staring.
2: Starting to get my wits about me a little more.
0: And you can see that, you know, there's that straw poking out from underneath the mattresses.
2: I'm going to um, try to stand up to see if I can be stable enough on my feet.
0: You feel pretty good.
1: Oh, I'm
2: going to do some calisthenics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> America's number one aerobic hero.
2: I'm going to shuffle over to the bed, shamble over to the bed, and I'm going to throw the blanket over, off onto the floor, the comforter, the quilt, the duvet. That little thing that washes your butt in the toilet? I'm going to put my hand on the bed and push down a little bit, trying to figure out why there's straw in it.
0: Seems like there's straw between the mattresses.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. I'm going to look down to the side of the mattress Mm -hmm. and kind of lift up a little bit if I can. They're usually very heavy if they're king size, so...
0: Yeah, you can lift it up slightly. You see that there's something stashed between the mattresses.
1: Hmm.
2: I'm going to try to push the mattress off, slide it off, instead of trying to lift it.
0: It slides off very easily, and at the exact moment you see what you see, Dan, you also hear approaching sirens, and Sam... You see a scarecrow costume underneath your dad's bed.
2: I scream out to Danny. Danny, get back here!
0: And the sirens approach.
1: Immediately spin around and sprint back into the room lamp at the ready. What? What? What the hell is this?
0: And you two, Dan, can now see the scarecrow outfit at this stage as you both stand there looking at this weird turn of events. We're going to take time forward. It's three weeks later. Turns out Glenn, the fisherman, saved you. In a way, he found a rowboat to the north and managed to launch it in the storm. Unfortunately, the tiny vessel quickly capsized and he drowned. Luckily, he'd put on a life jacket and his body was swept downriver. It turned up miles away, wedged between the pylons of a dock where some vagrant happened to be taking a piss. In time, the police made an identification and pinpointed his last known whereabouts at the contented cow. They rounded up the National Guard, erected a temporary bridge, and stormed the island. By then, of course, everyone else was dead. Well, nearly everyone. There is no sign of Charles. Also, Jason and Tamara Windflower are missing. Or the two people who purported to be the Windflowers. Evidently, the real windflowers were found back in California, their strangled corpses lying in bed at their home, a bloody pentagram traced upon the wall. It's been three weeks since the events in Deer Farm, New Hampshire. You've spent much of that time going over your story with the authorities repeatedly. Eventually, they finally let you get back to your normal lives. And I think that's where we need to call it.
1: Wow. That was good. Yeah. Short and sweet. I'm adding dynamite to the list of Dan's phobias. <laughs> I was hoping I would have time. I was going to try and punt the dynamite stick away, but I was not. Or pick a it chance. up and throw
2: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too, but I was unconscious. Oh, that was good, 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 good. And it's open ended. I like that.
1: Damn,
4: Daniel.
0: Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our recommendos. Uh, who wants to start? I'll start our start. Okay, I went way, way, way back to 1985. Then I got in the DeLorean
2: and I came back to the future robotech just got released i think october or december somewhere around there on netflix so i'm rewatching robotech it's so good i remember it as a little kid watching it this is so many memories flooding back in and it still holds up it's really good i
0: highly suggest
1: i think there's 80 episodes on there
0: holy crap what's the premise it's robots and their tech. Wow, sounds riveting.
1: Wait a minute.
0: It's basically
2: the robots. You're you're there in space and they're pushing and exploring and just a lot of explosions. And you got like mechs flying around and stuff. It's really cool.
1: Like Gundam mechs or like Titanfall mechs?
2: Gundam mechs. Yep.
3: Uh, how about you, George? Uh, I have a new soda. It's um, Smuggler's Rum Tropical. And it's like a fruit punch, um, like Baja Blast flavor. It's pretty good. It's interesting.
0: Uh, Matt, how about you?
1: I have a fun little indie game called Party Hard. It is a almost like a top-down pixel art style game where you live next to a really bunch of annoying neighbors that are deciding to have a very, very loud party at 3 a.m. And in your anger, you decide to solve the problem. The only option is to go next door and stealthily kill every single person in the house so that they can never have a party ever again. Simple art style, really, really fun concept, great stealth mechanics. Like you when you kill someone, you can like, you know, lock them in a room or hide them inside of containers or behind things. It seems like a really like weird gamer. It might be seem a little easy, but some of the levels are really creatively designed and you really have to work your brain towards the end. Sounds
0: nice. All right, my recommendation for this week is the movie Get Out the new directorial debut of Jordan Peele, which is a straight-up horror film with some racial overtones. And it is a a really sort of tense but funny but really horrific uh, movie about a young man who happens to be black uh, with a white girlfriend. Uh, He's going to meet their parents for the first time. And unfortunately uh, for him, things are not as they appear to be. And he's sort of ensorcelled in this conspiracy that just evolves over the course of the movie. And it, it's very smart. It's very lean. has some genuine scares in it. And I highly recommend it. It's uh, Definitely go see it in the theater, too, because there's some really cool effects for um, the hypnosis scenes that are pretty impactful. So the movie Get Out, I highly recommend it. All right, well, that's going to be it for this episode of The Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes and review us and give us all kinds of fun stars and whatnot because we want to get up in the ranks. Uh, You can also subscribe on Google Play Music, Stitcher, or anywhere else you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review everywhere you see it, (laughs) dickbug. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes.
1: And if anyone knows someone who can teach me how to properly diffuse dynamite, please contact me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And if you uh, can
2: find a way for me to not be unconscious all the time in these episodes, that'd be fantastic too. You can reach me at, at Brian Podcasts.com.
0: <whistles> <laughs> and that is The Whistler. So I would like to thank George for being a regular member of this podcast for all this time. Thank you, George. You've done an excellent job, and I hope we have you on again. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it. Well, until next time, please, dear God, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.
4: My eyes are wide open, but I can't see anything. I'm not sure how long I've been here in the dark. Feels like forever. I remember running after Dan on the staircase and Samantha screaming from somewhere above. I remember the crows. Someone hit me from behind, my head filled with a brief flash of bloody light before my eyesight dimmed. Then a breathless voice utters a single word like an incantation. Azathoth. I've heard it before, but I'm not sure where turns like a flaming wheel in my mind, icy tendrils burning down my spine. It frightens me to the core. I run blindly into the darkness. Next thing I know, I'm standing in a back alley. It reeks of garbage and something dead hidden behind some trash cans. I stagger toward a nearby street light. A surf green 1953 Chevy Club Coupe rolls by, idling suspiciously slow on its way to downtown Los Angeles. I know where I am now. In the distance, the skyline glimmers with the promise of the past. Maybe there isn't time enough to warn them. It will take half a century, but I have to try. I clinch my coat tighter against the encroaching darkness, adjust my fedora, and start walking towards an uncertain future.